You're listening to the Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com podcast. Hey, I'm Mike Stout. And I'm Heidi Rue. We're both full-time voice talent and owners of Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com. AVS is a recording and training studio in Atlanta with virtual options available to join. And ProVoiceOverTraining.com offers on-demand video resources to better your voiceover career. Our purpose in creating both of these is to give you the resources you need to create the career you want. And that's exactly why this podcast exists as well. Each month, we bring on an expert to share their industry knowledge, insight, and helpful tips. Visit AtlantaVoiceOverStudio.com and ProVoiceOverTraining.com for more great resources. And this month, we are so excited to welcome the CEO of Voice123, all the way from the Netherlands, Rolf Veldman. And we are going to talk to Rolf about AI and how that is going to affect the voiceover industry, what impact that's going to have. And there was a recent merger between Backstage and Voice123. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, how it came to be and what effects that will have. And then we're going to give you some really good tips and how to navigate Voice123, what buyers and clients are looking for in voice talent. So let's get started. Rolf, the terms AI and TTS, text-to-speech, are used a lot these days. Can you define those terms for us? Well done. (laughs) That's really impressive. (laughs) Um, Yes, I can. Uh, I think... Depending on who you talk to, we use different terms. Uh, I think the AI is basically the summary of it all. AI stands for artificial intelligence, of course, and then TTS or that stands for text to speech. Then uh, you also have speech to text, is the other way around. But those are all basically different, different uh, description of the same thing. It, we're using your input as a voice, um, and I'm not saying we, but the technology uses your input as a voice and tries to turn it into a new kind of. Uh, voice in the same kind of voice but then whatever you want it's it basically com- control c control v like what you use in word on steroids mm-hmm. uh, what ai does is all of your voiceover uh, input tries to turn it into something else it's basically copy paste there's nothing new being created it's all about taking the input and turning it into output and mm-hmm. that's a bit of a vague description still but you, whether they say ai text-to-speech they all mean the same it mm-hmm. is taking your recording and turn it in, into a new kind of recording based on text. Gotcha. Great. And the automated assistant too, that is, that falls under the same category. Kind of. For me, it doesn't, doesn't really, I would say as a voiceover category, you have text to speech and that is basically you help a company that creates these kind of text to speech model. You help them train them. And then you can be the AI voice of a company, which is more like the Siri approach. And then there's the, the third way of, let's say how the future will work with AI and that is that's it's a new tool for you for you as a voice actor to to do faster turnarounds or to do localization or or to do geograph or to do different languages. So I think whenever people refer to text to speech in VO, they refer to training those models. So you mm-hmm. record an eight thousand word script uh, and uh, for one specific project. And the Siri approach, I think, is what they they refer to when they say AI voice. But I don't think we as an industry have agreed on the right terminology. <laughs> okay, great. Well, that's so helpful. So Voice123 recently collected findings from clients on AI and TTS. Yep. What were the questions that you you asked to find? So the reason we started that in the first place is when I joined Voice123, 
are uh, then owners, they said, okay, there's one big threat and that is AI. Once AI is there, then why do you need voices, right? So mm-hmm. that was in the back of my mind all the time. And I, we kept seeing the increase of these TTS and the AI voice projects increasing also on our platform. And, but it's not good to me. Like the quality of the, of the AI voice is not good. And at least when I listen to it, I can easily mm-hmm. distinguish it. And I, I know you, you can as well. Mm-hmm. But then again, we're not the buyers of voiceover. So what we wanted to figure out is the people who are going to buy voiceover, are they going to use AI to replace existing categories of voice? Or is it going to be a whole new one? And for that, we ran an experiment on Voice on 3 where they, uh, whenever you posted a project, you had the ability to also listen to an AI voice. Um, and then we did that almost for uh, a year. And we structurally collected information from them asking them how much would you pay for it? Uh, how good do you think it is? And what would you like to use it for? Uh, and well, basically those are the three main questions and we asked different variants of them to get to those answers, uh, which we did for a year and we turned it into a report. That's awesome. And you've shared a little bit about those findings. What did that impact have on Voice 123 and your future? I mean, that was one of the reasons why you were doing it in the first place. Yeah, so I went from scared to excited, <laughs> uh, which uh, just for my uh, for my night rest is is a good thing, uh, because <laughs> I I don't see it replacing anything. Um, at least you could say that if you if your sole income is doing IVR, then these voices are going to get good enough to maybe take more of that work. Mm. Um, but what we realize is the clients mostly want to use it for scratch, uh, for character character voices that have an extreme reach. Hmm. Uh, for editing and for localization. So you have to record an ad and you have to record it in 15 different cities. I record the full ad and I use the technology to then do the 15 cities and do it like that. Hmm. Uh, One of the examples. The other one is I'm having to do a course uh, for my company. Uh, There's one part part that's really important, but there's also three hours that they just have to go through. Uh, Maybe those 20 minutes I use uh, your actual voice and for the other three hours i use the filler of ai mm. so we re- ai is basically only here because it solves a problem yeah and and the only problem i think it can solve is either turnaround time or localization mm. those are the things yeah. i see so for us that meant good <laughs> right first of all good uh, second part of that is okay how can we turn this into tools yeah how can we turn this into tools from the client side and from the voice actor side is there a way to generate passive income as a voice actor for let's say jobs that you wouldn't normally audition for mm-hmm. uh, the fiverr kind of jobs potentially or is there a, how about i have a series of characters on my profile let's say it's wizard rolf and it's for a gaming company and they can just buy it per minute or per hour or whatever works for that case mm. um, the other one is and how about we give the voice actor directly access to those kind of AI voices of themselves and you just use it as the creative you are. Uh, we haven't figured out what is the best path, but those three come into mind when thinking about voice actors. Wow. Okay. That's so helpful. Also, um, I know this has been a, a minute since you said this, but I will now refer <laughs> to sleep as night rest from now on because of I love it. I, I will totally use that from now on and I'm I will credit to you. Rest now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, Rolf switching gears just a little bit from AI and AI not taking mm-hmm. over just yet. Uh, peeking behind the, uh, the curtain a little bit at, at V one, two, three, um, you guys have recently merged with backstage. Yeah. 
Why did you guys decide to do that? Um, there's a let's say there's a human reason and there's a business reason. <laughs> uh, let's start with the human reason first. The human reason is that Poison Three was founded in 2003 by Alexander Torrenegra and Tanya Zapata. Uh, they've been working in a company for uh, with this company for a long, long time, and then by 2015-16, they also started to started to uh, started a couple of new companies. Uh, and they start to hand over the keys to me and the team. And I think they felt after four years um, that we were ready to do it by ourselves, so to speak. And they were more willing to focus on their own project. Long story short, uh, one of the human reasons was so that Tanya and Alex could get out of, could be out of the company. And it means that mm. Voice on 3 needs to find new shareholders. Mm. Uh, now, that puts us in a position, then who do you try to partner with, right? And I figured the only... The only reason voice on three exists is because there's voice over work. That's why voice actors come to us. The, this is sort of an opportunity for me to find a partner that has the ability to bring in more work. And as we talked about before, right before this interview that people use uh, pay to play um, marketplaces, not pay to play marketplaces, they use agents, all these different places. And what we figured out is Internally, we distinguish between online and offline. Uh, online being these uh, marketplaces like we have and offline being more the traditional in part of the industry. And that offline industry is still the same. It's still, it's getting smaller, but it's still bigger than the online part. Mm. And for me, uh, I think backstage with the, uh, with the history and entertainment industry, with their access into that market, this is a way for us to then bring more work into voice on two, three. So that's the strategic reason behind us choosing Backstage. Uh, yeah. Also because they believe in our project. They're generally good people. Mm-hmm. And right. I think we can help each other. Uh, but tactically, that was my reasoning. Well, if I'm right, I don't know. But that was behind it. Nice. Yeah. And I bet you got a lot of night rest after you signed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there wasn't so much night rest for the last year. But finally, <laughs> finally I have slept. Yeah. Oh, good. And what does that mean? I mean, is there an impact for talent with the merger or will will we even see the effects from it? Or, I mean, right now we're fundamentally different mm-hmm. uh, companies, right? We focus on different things. So especially not short term. And I think that's already a scary sentence when I say that out loud, short term. What I'm trying to say is uh, the plan that, uh, on how we partnered or merged is let's keep voice on three working on voice on the three and let's get backstage working at backstage and maybe we can help each other out over time. Got it. But we don't plan to change anything. If anything, it just accelerates some of the plans that we already had as a company hmm. because um, backstage is part of a private equity fund and that allows for more funds. So yeah. uh, the practical part of that is that voice on three now has more resources than it had before, which means that we can um, build these kind of functionalities that provide insights in, into your voiceover career faster. Mm-hmm. That's the whole idea behind it. Great. Sure. And uh, you guys have done a fantastic job of, of bringing all the buyers to the, to the table so that voiceover talent can actually audition for all this. So um, the questions have been floated about, but we wanted to ask you, how does Voice123 screen those buyers? Um, is there a screening or is it an automated type of thing? Good question. So every first buyer uh, gets checked. So the first time they post a project, they have to get approved by one of our uh, staff members. They check the, what the profile is about, whether it's scammy or not, whether it adheres to uh, our cultural norms. Then they pass it on. Um, then there's a second part. So there's initial screening there. 
but we don't look at them afterwards until a voice actor tells us, hey, there's something dodgy here, there's something mm -hmm. weird here, and then we check them again. So what happens most of the times uh, when a voice actor sends us a signal, this is maybe not a good client, it's all, almost always to do with uh, anything budget related, mm -hmm. right? Um, what we then do, um, which is I'll come to why we choose this route later, is then we try to educate the client uh, retroactively. So instead of preventing them to submit unless they adhere to a certain set of conditions, we let them go through. They tend to work with a voice actor. Voice actor tells them that $100 project is actually $600. Um, and, then, and you can see the progress for the second and third and the fourth project, the budget of the client goes up. Mm. Uh, which we realized that we as Voice on 3 in the end are, are basically tech people, right? Mm. Uh, the standards, we can set standards, but then we become a mediator and we always didn't want to be the middleman. So we tried to put the power of no and the power of yes to the voice actor. They educate the client, and that system has seemed to have worked for the last decade or two, where when in doubt, we pass them on. And if it turns out it's not a good thing, uh, our voice actor can tell us by simply flagging the project and stating the reason. We follow up with the client by either saying, by either blocking them, by either removing the project or saying, hey, you're missing out on some of the best talent because you're really underpricing this. Mm. That is the way that we do. Got it. Nice. That's great. And Rolf, um, I know that I've done some work um, and, and we'll put a link to, there's a great voice one, two, three, uh, like video course or whatever that you can go through, but there are some, as we've had and people that have asked us, how can we set up our voice one, two, three profile so that auditions are filtered even more specifically for them? Um, because I know that even for me, I have things laid out, but then I'll still get some every once in a while. That's like, Oh, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not an Indian woman, um, so I don't really fit yeah. that one. Um, but is there anything else that we can do as talent on our end to kind of filter that a little bit better? That's a good question. We struggle with this one particularly. Uh, I, I enjoy this problem a lot because uh, it is, uh, it's not, it's more than just technology that we have to build there because we yeah. have to make a decision, right? So are, do we as a company decide for you whether or not you can do uh, all the way from a Boston accent to whether you should do an Indian accent, right? Uh, and if we do, then maybe you can only get invitations based on those uh, ethnicity or mm -hmm. accent um, components of your, of your voice. I don't think we should be that person. Uh, so what we've done in the past is when in doubt, we send it to you and you tell us no. Mm -hmm. um, but we didn't turn it into a learning mechanism, um, meaning we just send you all the, a lot of projects that sort of match you all time. And maybe let's say five out of 10 are relevant. And then you have an inbox of five projects that are not relevant. Um, what we recently added to our uh, platform is whenever you decline a project, you can add a, uh, a, a keyword that you saw in that project that prevents you from receiving that again. So let's say the keyword is Indian and you add any in there, then for the future, you will no longer receive those invitations. Mm. That sort of puts the power of yes and no still with you without mm. us categorizing you based on what we see on your profile. Oh, that's great. So the profile is important for another part. And that is, there's two ways to get jobs on Voice on 3. One is through uh, invitations that we send to you. The other way is, and I think this is more the future of VO, is that through your, all the samples, that you, samples of work that you've done, Clients are able to find you and land on your profile. Mm -hmm. 
I say samples, not demos, uh, because that's how client tend to, demos for me are more for agents and samples are for people who have a voice in their head and want to hear a relevant thing. Yeah. They don't want to wait to the fifth track. They want to hear it on the first second, which mm -hmm. is why we, we build our system to be sample first. The goal there is you have unlimited, but you can upload unlimited samples on voice onto three and each of those samples needs to be relevant. So mm -hmm. if you're doing an, uh, an impression, name the impression there and just that, and that's the sample and you mm -hmm. put it in a playlist. For the search, it's very important to optimize all those, we call them playlists, with all these different samples and you name them correctly. Then our search can find you and a client can contact you directly. Uh, there's no addition uh, process. There's no addition in that process unless mm -hmm. they ask you to add additionally addition. But, mm -hmm. uh, so first of all, the, about the first algorithm is let us know why you're declining it. And the second part is uh, optimize your profile. That's what... what yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Rolf. No, I keep talking. Sorry. <laughs> no. I, I know that, there is a great That's good. That's questions. why you're here is to talk. <laughs> yeah. It's your show. The other, the other thing ours. that a lot of people forget is um, they don't add all the gender and age and language ranges mm -hmm. they can do, which sort of dilutes what they can do on the platform. Mm -hmm. So I would add uh, whatever your range is, try and double check on your profile uh, to see if if it's all there. Yeah. Absolutely. You you mentioned that you feel like that's the way that things are going is more with the specific samples. Are you talking about just for pay-to-plays in general? Or are you saying like the voiceover industry? Or what, what, what do you see with all that, the samples? So I think the voiceover industry in general. Right now, mm -hmm. uh, one of the hardest thing about booking a voice actor is making up your mind. Uh, and as part of making up your mind is that you have to listen to, uh, you want to listen to a lot of auditions and collecting those auditions takes a lot of time, right? Mm -hmm. Again, this might be where AI might help, help out where mm -hmm. it gives you a taster of your voice. And therefore I know, okay, Heidi, I like how this script sounds in, in Heidi's voice. I want to yeah. book Heidi. Mm -hmm. um, but no, given that a lot of clients have a tight deadline um, and that they want to have a specific voice in mind, I think waiting for 20 or 15 audition is mm -hmm. requiring a lot of time for voice actors, requiring a lot of time for clients. Mm -hmm. And if they can get a better sense of what you can do on your profile by listening to a quick sample, that might speed up a lot. We know at least that people who are new to the industry prefer to do that. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not new, if you're not familiar with the industry, the whole concept of auditioning for a job is kind of weird yeah. uh, in the right. first place. So yeah. I think the new generation will go more towards uh, those kind of search Basically, we try to be at the Google of voiceover, yeah. but ethically. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and that's, I think, how, we, how we're trying to build those profiles where uh, there's a direct contact. Hmm. And we're just a place where it happens. Yeah. Nice. Well, there's, there's a tagline for you guys. Voice123, the Google of the voiceover industry. <laughs> Let's try it. Yeah. In parentheses. <laughs> well, okay. So, Rolf, you, you get a glimpse and, and have an inside look at all the amazing talent on voice one, two, three, but there's, you know, there's always going to be uh, talent who are not as successful. And then there's going to be talent who are really successful. So what qualities do the most successful talent have that you've seen? What, what do they possess? Um, it has a lot to do with the clarity of their proposal once they get invited. Uh, because imagine you're always going to be one of a group. So whatever you can communicate in that first line in whatever message you're going to send there or in that first couple of seconds there, um, that's going to be important. But what I realized is that people are most successful is they have a system. 
Mm-hmm. They, and that's unrelated. Poison 3 is just a part of that system. They start their job or they start their day or their week by, I'm going to start my morning by doing a series of additions. I'm going to do five on Voice on the three. I'm going to do five on any other platform that I'm on. And I'm going to do that uh, structurally. Then in my afternoon, I do this. So once you have a system of work, those people tend to be successful. <laughs> and that's why uh, a lot of our platinum members, actually, they either work with their life partner or with uh, a PA. And because that part of the business is, is almost as important as having, having an agent or being on a platform in the first place. It's your ability to communicate, to have a rhythm. Uh, don't audition to everything on Voice on the 3. Like I said, we send you too much. Uh, so pick the ones that match you. And nothing gives a, a poor experience to a potential buyer of your voice than you're not being able to deliver on what they're requesting. Mm. So know your limits, know, know your range. And like I said, the people that have a system, they tend to, they tend to work. Mm-hmm. That's... Uh... It's my favorite word, Rolf. System. <laughs> when you <laughs> sorry, it's a bit yeah. creative, but you can. But yeah, unfortunately, that's at least when you have to deal with so many things in the video industry, like like mm-hmm. we talked about agents, different platforms, and then there's your own website. Yes. Uh, if you go really hard on Voice on Three for a week and you addition to everything, I mean, that's not how you should use a uh, a platform like Voice on Three. Now, and you're you are, do it structurally or you don't. Which you is are why absolutely I recommend right. Everybody to start for free in the first mm-hmm. place. Don't pay and then realize how this doesn't. Yeah. You are absolutely right. And, and I joke, uh, Heidi and I, you know, as business owners, we can appreciate what you guys are doing on, you know, the platform side and all the decisions that you guys have to make. And then all the little tweaks that you have to make. I mean, it's, it's yeah. super time consuming, but Heidi has used the word system for such a long time. And I'm more the, <laughs> Hey, why don't we do this? Hey, why don't we do this? Hey, look over here, yeah. you know? And it's like, okay, that's great. We'll, we'll get to that, but yeah. we need to have a system. We need to have a plan, a game plan. Maybe that's a better way to say it. That'll get in my brain more. <laughs> have to have a game plan. He's like, I game hate plan. hearing systems. But, but Rolf, that's, that's such a great reminder for voiceover talent that even as creative as, as our industry can be uh, and the training that we have to go through, it's just a great reminder that the business side does need to be uh, in place and that we can have a business mindset and and a game plan of of how we attack the week uh no matter what it is yeah and and uh, to to add on that i think what maybe a lot of people don't understand especially those who get are new into the business is that they they think i'm gonna do vo i'm gonna book a lot of gigs Mm -hmm. and this is easy money first Mm -hmm. of all super hard it's a grind yeah (laughs) and second of all it's not that first that first job that is gonna uh or the second job that's gonna keep you in voiceover it's your ability to turn any client into a returning client. Yes. Like my favorite stories about people using Voice on the Three is saying, hey, I booked my first gig in, in 2004 and I'm still working with that person. Yes. Yeah. That's how you stay in voiceover. Mm-hmm. And if you have a game plan, it is more easier to also consistently donate time to making sure that people that you work with once, you work with twice and tries i don't know if that's right. english, it sounds english to me <laughs> it is rolf thank you so much it has just been a, a wonderful delight to talk to you today and thank you for giving your time and sharing and and all that you do um and voice one two three for the community we appreciate I enjoyed it. it a lot thanks for all the questions yeah